5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the PIO Podcast, a place to discuss all public information-related topics for police, fire, EMS, and local and federal government organizations. It was a good learning experience for a lot of us that, that social media is not real life. But we have to remember the media are very rarely a target audience. They're simply that conduit. Our words have impacts on individuals and it may not be positive. So just be just being thoughtful and mindful of the words that we speak. I think what's so interesting about this position too and this job and this profession is that um, every one of us is looking for purpose. And when we find it here, that's it to know is that a crisis for one is not necessarily a crisis for another. This episode is sponsored by the Social Media Strategy Summit, the leading provider of social media education. They host annual events designed specifically for government communications professionals like you to help you build and engage your communities through social media. Visit their website at socialmediastrategiesummit.com to learn more and use promo code PIO podcast for 10% off of your registration. Today we have part two in a series of recaps of the NAOA annual training conference held in August. Our guide for these episodes is Naval Criminal Investigative Service Senior Public Affairs Officer Advice. Before NCIS, Ed was a radio and TV reporter, a PIO with the Chattanooga, Tennessee Police Department, and he's the former president of the NAOA. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Robert, thanks again for the opportunity to contribute to the PIO podcast. As you mentioned, we're recapping some of the presentations given at the 2022 NIOA Training Conference. In this episode, we'll chat with conference attendees who share their favorite lessons learned. In addition to networking with other attendees, a lot of us enjoy engaging with the vendors who help sponsor the conference and who are on hand to provide more info about their media monitoring services, custom apps, and so forth. Yeah, Joe Ramirez with uh, Apex Mobile and Lighthouse Health and Wellness. And what is that? So Apex Mobile, we do community engagement and internal uh, applications for public safety agencies. Uh, Internal applications being, uh, think of an intranet, works on iOS, Android, and on desktop solutions. And then Lighthouse Health and Wellness is a separate program that we've developed, which provides free and no-cost wellness apps to public safety agencies to promote wellness within an agency. Cool. So it's been good traffic through here, I guess? Yeah, yeah. This is my sixth or seventh year. I I get lost with the COVID years, but this has been the uh, conference I've been to year in and year out, and it started right when we launched, and didn't know very many people at that point, but now that I've been here for a little while, it's great meeting new new folks and connecting with old old customers as well. So is this more of an educational thing or an actual signing on the dotted line? Educational. I mean, I think for most folks in in our industry, it's hard to get people to to sign on the line when they show up to things. But um, but I'd say educational. And I think more so now connecting with our existing folks. You know, we've got a number of agencies that that we work with, so it's nice to be able to see them in person. So your your goal for, I guess, all of them is just to give us stuff that we can take back to the, deci- the decision makers? Absolutely. I think we'll just take back to the decision makers, give new ideas. We're, I think a lot of us are on the, the fringe edges of what we do, and 
specifically the public safety side where they don't know about all the, the social media. The, so I think that there's a lot of education from their side that hopefully we can give them the materials to go back and educate the rest of the agency. And hopefully they come back next year or follow up with us when someone understands you know, the importance of what, what all of us do in regards, you know, everything from the mobile app providers to the, to the social media companies to, you know, all the different tools that are available. I'm just interviewing a bunch of folks, especially the, the newer ones, but also some old hats who have been around for a while, and I think you're that now. I, I probably fall into the category of old hat, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, all right, so tell me your name and where you are. My name is Steve Barry, and I'm from the Mesa Police Department in Mesa, Arizona. You're not a first-timer by a, by a you know long shot, so tell me what has your experience been this year, and why is NIOA so valuable? Well, it's great to see everyone back this year. Obviously, we're coming out of COVID, and uh, we had reduced numbers for the conference last year, and we're back to full strength this year. Um, and I think what we're seeing is the resurgence of people understanding the importance of PIOs around the country. Because if you look at the number of new folks who've arrived at the conference this year, you look at the name badges, we put a, a special stamp on their name badge so that everyone knows that they're new and to greet them and welcome them. There's a lot of new PIOs in the conference this year. And again, and I think that attributes to the fact that with all that's gone on for the past few years around the country, people recognize the value of what we do and getting that information out and to the public and to our internal sources and to our stakeholders and everyone else. So it's great to see that going on. So um, I, was, I was talking to one of the new folks and yesterday and I said, look, even the people who have been here you know, for 20-something years like me, um, we get something out of every conference. You know, we're taking notes in a lot of sessions and so forth. What about you? Absolutely. Um, I don't have 20, but I've, I've probably got 10 or more at this point um, that I've been coming in. And I've been a regional director for Region 9, which is out west in the United States, uh, Arizona, California, places like that. And getting to come back every year, um, regardless of the year, I have always gotten something new because something new always happens in the country. And having the tools and resources presented here at the conference and both making those connections so that when something does go wrong in your locality or jurisdiction, you know somebody that you can call. Um, PIO, like a lot of other things, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. If someone has had a situation, found a good solution, found a good strategy, um, take advantage of that. So meet those folks, get that information, and take that back to your own area. The thing I've tried to stress to the, to the newer folks is networking. And that's not just a throwaway word. I mean, that is kind of our lifeblood in a way as a family. That's, that is very true. Um, I can't tell you how much I look forward to getting here every year and seeing some of my friends and colleagues from around the country. And having spoken to some of the new folks that are here um, in my region and from other places, uh, one of the biggest things that they've all talked about is the, the networking, the, the membership, meeting the people. Um, I've, we've all gone to different conferences over the years, and some of them can be a little bit dry, a little bit stiff. And uh, the presenter or someone there might go, well, call me if you need something. But it's not a very welcoming call me. Um, and, and that was reiterated by one of the new people going, wow, you know, somebody gave me their number and they gave me this and it was just so welcoming. I actually would call that person if I needed some help. And I think that's the difference is the way that the family builds together so that it's not just you've got a phone number. You've got a person, a friend that you can actually call and get some guidance when you need it. Yeah, I, I've, I've reached out to people I've met here so many times. Um, one last thing, people hearing this might be PIOs who know nothing about it that way or who have never 
taking the step of joining. What's your uh, what's your your quickie sales pitch? My quickie sales pitch on that is it's the best training that you can get in four days. Uh, you can get two years worth of training in four days if you come to NIOA. That that's that's really it. Joshua Johnson and I'm with the Chesapeake Sheriff's Office. So your first time. Absolutely. Tell me about how it's been, what you've learned, what's, what's really gotten you excited. It's been an amazing experience. Uh, I first want to thank uh, Sheriff Jim O'Sullivan from Chesapeake. He's the one that uh, sent me here. And uh, what I've learned, I learned how to better myself as a public information officer, how to deal with crisis and how to address the media. And with this experience, is just amazing. I'm definitely looking forward to be back next year. What sessions are you taking the most notes in and going, golly, I, I, I'm glad I heard this. You know? There was a section uh, yesterday on the... Uh, the, the um, body cam and what I learned from that was how they uh, you know they how they edit and how they adjust it to the media so that you know in today's world uh, police aren't really you know positively well known in, in the media so those guys who presented yesterday with the body cam uh, showed me that how to address the media with a body cam and how to better positively show off law enforcement to the media you think that's something your boss would go for absolutely I think he'll go for it only time will tell. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, our my sheriff will see that and uh, he will, you know, right, jump right on board with that because I think it's a wonderful opportunity. You meeting a lot of people? Oh yes, network. I mean, I'm a pe I'm a people person, so this is like this is my bread and butter right here. Meeting people, getting to know people, and uh, you know, getting different experiences from other public information officers from across the country. And it's not just boring PowerPoint, death by PowerPoint. You're out there karaokeing and having a big time. I mean, we, we, don't oh, let, yes. we don't let uh, work get in the way of having fun around here. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Not boring at all. You know, I, I was out there karaokeing last night, having fun with everybody else. So it was definitely a great time. Cool. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. You got a, you got a phone? Yes, I do. All right. That. Yep. All right. Yeah, you can save it and put it in the book and give a call anytime you need anything. What I was showing Joshua was the QR code from my digital business card, which another PIO shared with me in episode one. You can hear how little effort and time it takes to give someone all your contact information without carrying around a stack of cardboard business cards. Check it out on the App Store at BLINQ. Erica Neldner, Cherokee County Government. It's your first time. How yes. has the conference been? You know, I've been pleasantly surprised with um, a lot of the content and the networking and meeting great people. Um, when you kind of look at this on paper in the planning process, you, s you feel like it's really geared toward law enforcement. And while we have an affiliate with our local law enforcement and public safety, we're mainly county government, but I've been able to take what we've been learning here and I can see how we can apply it for the county government side. Like what? What's one, what's one example? Mainly it's the organizations of the press conferences. Um, that's one that we don't have, you know, strong experience in. A lot of times, you know, the government side, we don't hold press conferences. We assist on the law enforcement side with it. Um, so seeing that planning process from start to finish um, in several of the presentations have been absolutely great. And some of the video content, especially yesterday, with uh, Nashville Metro and Fairfax and when they're using Final Cut Pro that was something I like that was more on the advanced side that you know we have that skill set and we can learn more and implement it. What's your recommendation to, to PIOs who aren't a member of NIOA or don't know anything about it? Well first of all for the last year so our department was actually started only two and a half years ago um, we started it with the ground up from the ground up 
um, implementing policies and all of that. And so it took us a minute to really start looking at the professional organizations. And we've been researching them. When you're looking at affordability, and we're really big proponents of really watching our pennies because we know it's taxpayer dollars, is you, you know making sure that the membership fees are reasonable, but also the conference fees. And you know, uh, NOA is like really affordable for the membership fees. And then when I looked at the conference, I was like, okay, that's that's really doable. And so we were able, both of us were able to come and be away for the week and really get um, the experience and meet all the great people. Next. <laughs> all right, so what you were saying in there, uh, you're just you're kind of eating it up. Yeah, the content's actually been really fascinating. Um, and I also appreciate, too, that there isn't, you're, you're not overwhelmed. The day isn't stacked with, you know, multiple seminars where people are having to make choices over, you know, one subject matter over another, um, which I appreciate because, like I said, you, there's not one thing here you truly want to miss. Everything's fascinating. I'm sorry, let me tell me your name and name. Andrea Barker, Cherokee County Board of Commissioners, okay. Assistant Good. Communications Director. If there is, a, you know, if your agency is going through some situation that has presented itself, although each situation is truly unique, the, the network here spans such a wide net that there's probably one agency here that has gone through something similar that you can reach out to to help you navigate. And for new PIOs who are not part of the uh, NOA, what would your advice be? Uh, join and come to the conference, for sure. It's, it's worth it. Yeah, everyone has wonderful stories to share. Um, and you, you've learned so much from your peers here. I'm Kelsey Anderson. I'm the PIO for Tigard Police in Oregon. Yeah, I was just saying, it's been a fun week. Uh, as the first time we're attending this year, I couldn't believe how many other people raised their hands and said it's also their first time. I kind of figured everyone else would know each other already. But uh, no, it's been really fun networking with people and, and meeting folks from all across the country and developing those relationships. For me, my favorite, uh, my top two, the Boulder Police presentation and Judy Powell. Um, I've been looking for the FBI lead a master uh, PIO class that she does. I've, I've taken the entry level one and I'm looking for the next one, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but you know, I think the Boulder one for me gave you a new perspective on what they were really going through on the inside. And I think, you know, she referenced that first press conference and I think a lot of us have seen that used in other conferences as examples of what not to do. But when you hear from her about how that was all going down and the emotion and everything, um, it just gave me a new respect for what I, I can't even imagine being in that position. Um, and I think just, you know, there, there's something so valuable that you can't get anywhere else by hearing those stories from the people who are actually living there. I think part of the point is causing us all to imagine to say, oh my gosh, what would I do in that situation? Right. And, and to try and, you know, like everyone who's been through a really difficult thing has been saying, you never want it to happen in your city or your jurisdiction, but it does. And you have to figure out how do you plan ahead for that? How do you know what steps you would take if you were in those same shoes and I think learning from a conference like this you know you can take away those lessons learned you can apply them to your agency you can kind of try your best to plan ahead for the unexpected and the unforeseen and if you are in that position you've got a room full of new friends who you can call to, to come help you out. A few of the attendees I've chatted with in these last couple of episodes have mentioned how much they learned in the session by Genevieve Judge from the Sarasota Florida PD. It was called Creating Compelling Mobile Video on the Fly. 
Genevieve did a great step-by-step walkthrough of how to shoot, edit, and distribute a video, all from a phone. That demonstration was, of course, something that needed to be seen and not just heard on a podcast, but I do want to include in this episode some of her general comments about video production, because they have a lot of value, even without seeing her demonstrate iMovie and some of her favorite apps. I'm going to give you a very basic kind of overview of what works for me when it comes to creating mobile video. All of us have phones. Many of us in this room have two of them, so it's no doubt that we're connected in our mobile devices all the time. So to kind of go over the basics of shooting and editing, for those of you that may not have the TV background, maybe have never shot video before, I just want to go over some quick, simple, basic shooting and editing tips that you can do all using your mobile device. So really the first thing you want to start with is what is your story idea? For me, I work in law enforcement, so let's say I have my canine unit and they've just gotten an award. What did they get that award for? What story do I want to tell? Is it just going to be one of the handlers or is it going to be the entire team? That goes into who are the subjects. Who's going to be speaking on camera? Uh, Many of you that work in law enforcement, public safety, EMS, uh, fire department, we all know that a lot of our members may not want to speak on camera. Totally understandable. Um, But, you know, build those relationships, and if you can get someone to tell the story, it just highlights your agency. It personalizes your agency. And then think in terms of sequencing. How are you going to tell that story? Uh, One of the things I learned when I was in TV is shoot to edit. Shoot is the way you're going to tell that story, so then you don't have to take a lot of time editing on the back end. But if you need to shoot out of sequence, that's okay, too. For those of you not familiar with the term B-roll, That's that extra video that doesn't include sound bites. That's going to be the video that's going to tell your story in addition to your sound bites. That's going to be the video that's going to be over your sound bites when you edit it all together. And also, make sure to check your audio, your lighting, and your background. Uh, Make sure, you know, do a test run before you shoot that video because there may be an action shot and you only get one shot at it. So you want to make sure that that audio is right. Um, And talking about lighting and background, When you you set up an interview, make sure that there's not a light pole coming out of the back of someone's head or there's a tree coming out of the back of their head. Just move them slightly so then it doesn't look like there's an object behind them. Turn your phone on airplane mode or turn it on silent if you can. Those phone calls and those texts that you can get, if you have the alerts turned on, your social media alerts, uh, they can ruin shots that you're trying to do, the B-roll you're trying to shoot. You you might just get one chance at that officer to do the interview because they only want to do it once and they don't want to redo it. You don't want the phone calls, the texts, and the social media alerts to ruin that. Um, If you can, avoid zooming if possible. But again, be creative, have fun. You guys know your agencies and your municipalities the best. Use slow motion, use graphics, use photos, use music, and use slow pans to have fun with it and tell a story. I can't get this across enough, but watermark your videos and photos because the last thing you wanna see is your agency does something incredible, it's all over the planet, it's a fantastic story, it's highlighting your agency, and then all of a sudden, nobody knows where it's from. But if your watermark's on it, somebody's gonna know, hey, that's from the Sarasota Police Department, or hey, that's from Northport PD, because your watermark's on it, and then they're going to know that that's from your agency. You heard Genevieve mention Northport PD. In our next episode, we'll hear Northport, Florida, PIO Josh Taylor discuss the case of Gabby Petito, a young van lifer whose disappearance in the summer of 2021 captivated the international media. Josh will offer tips that might help you if you ever find yourself as PIO in a similar case. That's coming up on the PIO Podcast. Another huge thank you to the Social Media Strategies Summit for being a sponsor of the PIO Podcast. Join their First Responders Summit this April or their Government Summit this May. 
Learn more about confirmed speakers and programming at socialmediastrategiessummit.com and use promo code PIO Podcast for 10% off of your registration. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of the latest episode. If you are listening on a platform that allows reviews, please give us a review. We appreciate any review, good or bad. It helps us improve on each episode. Until next time, be safe.